Welcome to Zichud Avsim. My name is Rabbi Avram Goldhar, and today we're Maseches Ksubas Dav Chav Test, the beginning of the third parak in the Aros. The Zichud Maseches Ksubas program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hachazachas Torah. So the three jobs we're going to focus on: number one, the opening mission, the third parak states, "Elon Naaros Yeshlan Knas." These are the Naaros who are entitled to receive the fine when they're violated, and the mission proceeds to list three groups. The Gemara says that the Mishnah's use of the word Naara implies that only she is entitled to the fine, but a Katana is not, and seeks to identify the Tana. Rav Yudah said in the name of Rav that it's Rabbi Mir, for it was taught in a Brisa, a Katana from the time she is one day old until she grows two Sa'aros, Yeshua Mechor Knas, she is subject to sale by her father, but is not entitled to the Knas if she's violated or seduced. And from the time she grows two Sa'aros until she becomes a Bulgaris, Yeshua Knas Mechor, she's entitled to the Knas, but is not subject to sale, Divi Rabbi Mir. But the Chamin disagree and say that the Katana from the age of three years and a day until she reaches adulthood is also entitled to a Knas. Point number two, among the women the Mishnah listed that received the Knas are a Mamzeris, a Nasina, a Kusis, as well as those prohibited to him, as in a Sakara, such as his sister, his father's sister, his mother's sister, or his wife's sister. The more asked why these women are eligible for Knas when the Pasuk says in the Parsha, Isha, and she shall be to him a wife, which implies Isha Haruilo. She must be a woman that is fit for him to marry, which these women are not. Rachel Akish answered the Torah states three times, Naara, Naara, Han Naara. One expression is to teach the basic law of one who violates a nara. One is expounded to include chayve lavin, those prohibited by a love, and one is expounded to include chayve krisos, those prohibited within a sakaris. Papa says a similar answer, but he uses the three expressions of basula, basulos, habasulos, mentioned in the parsha of the mafata, the seducer. The more explains why Rishon Lakish and Papa did not hold of each other's sources. And point with you, given that the Mishnah states that women who are unfit for marriage receive a kanas, the Gemara states that the Mishnah serves to exclude the opinion of the town of the following Brisa, which taught, and she shall be to him a wife. Shimon the Timni says, this teaches that the kanas only applies to Isha Shiesh Bahavaya, a woman who has the possibility of being his wife, which Rashi explains is a woman where Kedushin is Tophes, it takes effect. Rabbi Shimon ben Manasya says it applies to Isha Harulaglakaima, a woman who is fit to remain his wife. Rabbi Zerah said that the nafkamina between them is a mamzeris and a nasina. According to Shimon and Timni, they would be entitled to a kanas because Kedushin does take effect with them. According to Rabbi Shimon Manasya, they would not be eligible to the kanas since they are not fitting for him to keep them as his wives. The Gemara proceeds to explain what the nafkamina is according to Rabbi Kibu holds that Kedushin is not tofes with Chai Vilavim and according to the understanding of Rabbi Yesheva. So once again, the three points are number one. The opening mission of the third parak states, Il These are the Naaros who are entitled to receive the fine when they're violated. And the mission proceeds to list three groups. The Gemara says that the mission's use of the word Naara implies that only she is entitled to the fine, but a Katana is not, and seeks to identify the Tana. Rav Yudah said in the name of Rav that it's Rabbi Mir, for it was taught in a Brisa, a Katana from the time she is one day old until she grows two Sa'aros, Yeshua Mechor Knas, she is subject to sale by her father, but is not entitled to the Knas if she's violated or seduced. And from the time she grows two Sa'aros until she becomes a Bulgaris, Yeshua Knas Mechor, she's entitled to the Knas, but is not subject to sale, Divi Rabbi Mir. But the Chamin disagree and say that a Katana from the age of three years and a day until she reaches adulthood is also entitled to a Kanas. Point number two, among the women the Mishnah listed that receive the Kanas are a Mamzeris, a Nasina, a Kusis, as well as those prohibited to him, as in a Sakara, such as his sister, his father's sister, his mother's sister, or his wife's sister. The more asks why these women are eligible for Kanas when the Pasuk says in the Parsha, Isha, and she shall be to him a wife, which implies Isha Haruilo. She must be a woman that is fit for him to marry, which these women are not. 
Rish Lakish answered the Torah states three times, Na'ara, Na'ara, Hanna'ara. One expression is to teach the basic law of one who violates a Na'ara. One is expounded to include Chayvei Lavin, those prohibited by a love, and one is expounded to include Chayvei Krisos, those prohibited with an Esacharis. Papa says a similar answer, but he uses the three expressions of Basula, Basulos, Habasulos, mentioned the Parsha of the Mafata, the seducer. The Gemara explains why Rachel Kishon Papa did not hold of each other's sources. And point with you, given that the Mishnah states that women who are unfit for marriage receive a kanas, the Gemara states that the Mishnah serves to exclude the opinion of the town of the following Brisa, which taught, Isha, and she shall be to him a wife. Shimon Timni says, this teaches that the kanas only applies to Isha Shiesh Bahavaya, a woman who has the possibility of being his wife, which Rashi explains as a woman where Kedushin is tofes, it takes effect. Rabbi Shim ben Manasseh says it applies to Isha Harul Lakaima, a woman who is fit to remain his wife. Rabbi Zerah said that the nafkamina between them is a mamzeris and an asina. According to Shimon and Timni, they would be entitled to a kanas because Kedushin does take effect with them. According to Rabbi Shimon ben Manasseh, they would not be eligible to the kanas since they are not fitting for him to keep them as his wives. The Gemara proceeds to explain what the nafkamina is according to Rabbi Kibu holds that Kedushin is not tofes with chayvei loving and according to the understanding of Rabbi Yesheva. All right, so now we go to our simmer of Chavtes and our standard simon is a kot. A cot. So here goes. The Na'ar is sitting on a cot counting her kanas money, and Polishi was no longer a katana. Chose not to sit next to the kusis and the isakaris on the cots with sheets embroidered with the words Na'ara and Basua three times. Because as a mamzer, she was eligible for the kanas, even according to the opinion that requires the possibility of being his wife. Once again, it's motion. The Na'ara is sitting on a cot. Cot. That must be more duff. Chavtes. The Na'ara sitting on a cot counting her kanas money, and please she was no longer a katana, which reminds us, the opening mission of the third parak states, Eil Na'aros Sheheshan Kanas. These are the Na'aros who are entitled to receive the fine when they're violated, and the mission proceeds to list three groups. The Gemara says that the mission's use of the word Na'ara implies that only she is entitled to the fine, but a katana is not, and says the tana is Rabbi Mer who holds. A katana from the time she's one day old until she grows two Sa'aros, she is subject to sell by her father, but is not entitled to kanas if she's violated or seduced. And from the time she grows two sa'aros until she becomes a bogeris, she is entitled to the kanas, but is not subject to sale. So, the Na'ara is sitting on a cot counting her kanas money, and please, she was no longer a katana, chose not to sit next to the kusis and the isakaris on the cots with sheets embroidered with the words Na'ara and Basua three times, which reminds us, among the women the Mishnah listed that received the kanas are Mamzeris, Anasina, Akusis, as well as those prohibited to him, as in isakaris such as his sister, his father's sister, his mother's sister, or his wife's sister. They were asked why these women are eligible for Kanas when the Pasuk says in the Parsha, Isha, and she shall be to him a wife, which implies Isha Haruilo. She must be a woman that is fit for him to marry, which these women are not. Rishwakish said it's learned from the Torah stating three times, Na'ara, Na'ara, Hanna'ara, and Rapapa says a similar answer, but he uses the three expressions of Basula, Basulos, Habasulos mentioned in the Parsha of the Mafata. So the Na'ara sitting on a cot counting her Kanas money, and please, she was no longer a Katana, chose not to sit next to the Kusis and the Isakaris on the cots, with sheets embroidered with the words Na'ara and Basua three times, because as a Mamzera, she was eligible for the Kanas, even according to the opinion that requires the possibility of being his wife. 
which reminds us, given that the Mishnah states that women who are unfit for marriage receive a kanas, the Gemara states that the Mishnah serves to exclude the opinion of the Tana, the following brides, which taught, isha, and she shall be to him a wife. Shimon Atimi says this teaches the kanas only applies to a isha sheesh a woman who has the possibility of being his wife, which Rashi explains is a woman where Ketushin's toe takes effect. Rabbi Shimon Manasseh says it applies to an isha haruya kaima, a woman who is fit to remain his wife. Rabbi Zeres said the nafkamina between them is a mamzeris and an asina. So once again, the Naar sitting on a cot counting her knas money, and please she was no longer a katana, chose not to sit next to the kusis and the isakaris on the cots with sheets embroidered with the words Naara and Basua three times, because as a mamzeris she was eligible for the knas, even according to the opinion that requires the possibility of being his wife. All right, now it's time for Vorbara Bachazara. Daf Chafhei. So the Simmer Daf Chafhei is a silver wedding anniversary. So here goes. When the husband saw his wife's reaction to a silver anniversary gift, silver anniversary, that must be more Daf Chafhei. When the husband saw his wife's reaction to a silver anniversary gift of a laminated car with a bracha for a Pasha's challah, with a note that said, for challah nowadays, which is a Darabanan, which reminds us, that challah nowadays is a Darabanan for the Pasuk states, you must separate challah b'vo'achem aretz upon your coming into the land. B'vo'achem, upon your coming teaches, b'vias kulchem amarti v'lo miksasam. Upon the coming of all of you, I said, you must separate challah and not upon the coming of some of you. And when Ezra came up from Babel, not all the Jews came up. As a result, challah nowadays is only a drabanan. So, when the husband saw his wife's reaction to a silver anniversary gift of a laminated car with a bracha for Afrasha's challah, with a note that said, for challah nowadays, which is a drabanan, he fled to Shul and got the first aliyah as Cohen, followed by a levy, which reminds us, the more teaches, Edus Habama Kol Chazaka Kol Edus, based on a presumptive status, is like that of a presumptive status itself. This is like the case when a man came before Rabbi Ami and said, Muskani Bezeshu Kohen. I presume that this man is a Kohen. When Rabbi Ami asked why he thought that, the man responded that he saw him get the first Aliyah. When Rabbi Ami suggested perhaps it was just a covet for being a great man, the man replied that he saw a Levi come after him and read second. Rabbi Ami elevated the man to the Kuna to permit him to eat Ruma. So when the husband saw his wife's reaction to a silver anniversary gift of a laminated car with a bracha for a fresh's challah, with a note that said, For challah nowadays, which is a derabanan, he fled to Shul and got the first aliyah as Kohen, followed by a levi, where his father was present and said, This is my son, and he is a Kohen, which reminds us, Rebbe elevated a son to the kuna based on the word of his father, for he taught, If someone came and said, this is my son, and he's a Kohen. He's believed to the extent of letting him eat truma, but not to the extent of marrying a woman of Yichus. He explained to Rabbi Chia, who disagreed, that he believes him regarding truma, since it's in the father's power to give him truma to eat. Rabbi Chia rejected the testimony of the father about the son, but accepted the aidus of a brother about the brother that he's a levi, even though he's also a relative, because he was Messiah Chifituma, speaking casually, without awareness and intent to help his brother. So the symbol is a military coup. So here goes. The military coup. Military coup? That must mean we're on Daf Chavav. The military coup finally came to an end when a little boy sitting on the shoulders of his father and called Yohi, the Chale Eater, which reminds us, the Gemara brings the example of the man who was Messiah Chofi Tumo, speaking casually about his childhood as a Kohen and be called Yochanan the Chale Eater, and Rebbe elevated him to Kahuna based on his own word. So the military coup finally came to an end when a little boy sitting on the shoulders of his father called Yohi, the Chale Eater, who proved he was not a Ben Gerusha by receiving Maisa Rishon at a formal distribution, which reminds us, Rebbe Shim Ben Elazar says that just 
just as the distribution of truma establishes a chazaka of kahuna, so does the distribution of Mysorishon establish a chazaka of kahuna. When there were questions this numerous times, given that Mysorishon is given to Alevi, Rav Chista answers the cases where there is a chazaka that the father of this man is a kohen. But there was a rumor that he was a ben grusha or ben chalutza making machalal, and they distributed Mysorishon to him at the granaries. In such a case, we know he's not a Levi because of the status of his father, and if he was a chalal, which gives him the status of a Yisrael, he would never receive Mysorishon but towards chalukah in the manner of formal distribution. Therefore, he has a chazaka of a kohen. So the military coup finally came to an end when a little boy sitting on the shoulders of his father and called Yochi the Chala Eater, who proved he was not a Ben Gerusha by receiving Maisa Rishon at a formal distribution, pointed to the basin that was Mitzar of two different pieces of Edus against the evil general heading the coup, which reminds us, it was taught in a b'raisa, the testimony of two witnesses cannot be combined unless they both testify about the same event. Rashi explains that this would exclude a case where one witness saw the person borrow the money and the other aid heard the witness admit that he had taken the loan. Rabbi Shubhman says, the testimonies can be combined even if they testify about events that took place one after the other. So the sim of is a kazoo. So here goes. The marauding kazoo-blowing idol-worshippers, kazoo, that must be wearing off Chav Zion. The marauding kazoo-blowing idol-worshippers who didn't have time during war to snatch new kazoos from open barrels, which reminds the next mission states, Irshik Vashua Karkom, concerning a city conquered by a siege army, Kokohana Shanim all wives of Kohanim within the city are unfit for the husbands, for we fear that they were violated by the soldiers. Gomorrah contrasts this Mishnah with the Mishnah of Odazor that teaches that during wartime, open barrels are permitted, because the marauding troops do not have time to pour libations. This seems to indicate that during war, the soldiers do not have time for other activities. So why then are they suspected of violating the woman? Ramari said, To engage in relations, they have time, but they don't have time to pour libations. So the marauding kazoo-blowing idol-worshippers who didn't have time during war to snatch new kazoos from open barrels didn't notice the single woman crouching in the small hiding place with her kazoo. Which reminds Rav Yidabar Avin said in the name of Yitzhak Barashian, if there exists in the city one single hiding place, it saves all the wives of Ghanim from the decree of separating from their husbands. We assume they hid there and were not violated. Rabbi Yirmiya asks, What's the halacha if the hiding place can only hold one person? The Gemara rejects the comparison of this case to one where there are two paths, where one was definitely Tame and the other was Tower, and two people walked down the different paths and then touched Tower of food, saying that in the path case, one of the paths was certainly Tame, but here, who's to say that any of the women were actually violated? So the marauding, kazoo-blowing idol-worshippers, who didn't have time during war to snatch new kazoos from open barrels, didn't notice a single woman crouching in the small hiding place with her kazoo, but her shivcha looking through the window did. Which reminds us, the Mishnah stated regarding wives who got him in a besieged city. But if they have Edim, who testified that they were not violated, even if the witness is an Evid or Shivcha, they're believed. And we have a question whether that means that also her Shivcha is believed. Davchav Ches, so the symbol Davchav Ches, is a strong man. So here goes. The strong man, strong man, that must mean we're on Davchav Ches. The strong man who made his ex-wife move out of the Chatzar after he divorced her, which reminds us, it was taught in Bryce that if one divorces his wife, she should not remarry and live in his neighborhood. Rashi explains that since she recognizes his hints and gestures, she might come to sin with him. 
The Gemara asks who is displaced by whom in a case where they each owned a home in the courtyard. The Gemara answers that she is displaced, for we learn from a Pasuk, The wandering of a man is a greater hardship than the wandering of a woman. So the strong man who made his ex-wife move out of the Chatzar after he divorced her, for not believing he could remember his father's rebbe's and brother's signatures, which reminds us, the next mission states, And these are trusted to testify during their adulthood regarding what they saw when they were minors, such as the handwriting on the contract is the handwriting of my father, or of my rabbi, or of my brother. The Gemara teaches that it was necessary for the Mishnah to mention all three cases. So the strong man who made his ex-wife move out of the Chatzar after he divorced her, for not believing he could remember his father's rabbis and brother's signatures, helped his family perform a katsatsa by breaking open a barrel of fruit with his bare hands. Which reminds us, it was taught in a Bryce in Namanatino Kolomar, Shalchanu Baksatso Shobasponi Laponi, and an adult is trusted to testify regarding what he saw as a child, that we ate it from the katsatsa distributed upon the marriage of the daughter Pony to Pony. It was taught in another Bryce that a katsatsa was done if one of the brothers of a family marries a woman who is unfit for him, such as a mamzeris, and involves the family breaking a barrel of fruit open in the town square. Alright, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do you learn that an ex-wife should not live in the same chutzra as her former husband? That's on Duff. Chavchas. Good. Number two, which stuff do we learn that if there's a hiding spot in a besieged city, then all the wives of Kohanim are permitted to their husbands? That's on Duff. Chavzayin. Good. Number three, which stuff do you learn that Rachel Akish learns that Chavi Lavin and Chavi Krisis are entitled to Kanas from the repetition of Na'ara three times and Rapapa from the repetition of Basua three times? That's on Duff. Chavtas. Good. Number four, which stuff do you learn that a man is believed when he testifies that he remembers his father's Rebbe's and brother's handwriting? That's on Duff. Chavchas. Good. Number five, which of the when the Rebbe held a father is believed when he says his son is a Kohen because it's in his hands to feed him Truma. That's on Duff. Chavhe. Good. Number six, which stuff do you want according to Shimon and Timni, the woman must be fitting to be his wife to receive a Kanas and according to Shimon and Manasya, she must be fitting to remain his wife. That's on Duff. Chavtes. Good number seven. Which of the one remembers the Tanu holds that a Na'ara is entitled to Kanas, not a Katana? That's on Duff. Chavtes. Good number eight. Which of the one the Adas of two Aden cannot be Mutzdarif unless they give Adas about the same thing? That's on Duff. Chavav. Good number nine. Which of the have a question whether a woman's Shivcha can testify that she was not violated? That's on Duff. Chavzayin. Good. And number 10. Which stuff do you learn how a katsatsa is performed? That's on Duff. Chavchas. Excellent. All right, that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ram Gold from Zikhu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.